Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to this podcast channel from Wig Weave, the number two natural hair. I am your host, Natural Keisha, and this podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at from Wig Weave, the number two natural hair. Today we have a special guest, and this will be on a special, special topic. Guest, can you introduce yourself to the podcast listeners? Yes, my name is Jennifer. I am the host of a podcast called The Dark Passenger Podcast, and I talk about mental health and tie it into current events and things that are going on today. Yes, so today we will be talking about anxiety and depression. To give you a little background, anxiety is when you're feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an event or something with an uncertain outcome, okay? Depression is when you're feeling or of severe, excuse me, dependency and dejection. Those are the two definitions. And this world has a lot of people that suffer from depression or anxiety or maybe even both. Go ahead, Ms. Jen. Yeah, thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, the first thing that I hope to get across is to let people know that they are not alone. Even if they feel alone, even if they feel like nobody understands what they're going through or nobody is dealing with what they have to deal with, I think the first thing that I want people to know who might be suffering is to know that you're definitely not alone in what you're dealing with. And um, along those same lines, I also want to get across that there is no, no shame or there's nothing wrong with saying I need help. And whatever that help looks like, whether it's I need to um, lean on my friends and family. I need to lean on my faith. I need to lean on um, a doctor. Whatever that is, it's okay to reach out for help. Yes, yes. And I see that depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. You know, if you're spending too mm -hmm. much time on the internet, that can lead to depression and make you feel mentally unstable also. I didn't even know that, but it do. Mm-hmm. Now with the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, we're seeing people who may not traditionally be people who um, have mental health issues, they're exhibiting depression, they're exhibiting at the situation, wondering their families, um, hoping that they don't get sick, um, maybe worried about some, maybe a job. Um, maybe people who don't typically suffer from these conditions, experiencing a lot of those feelings that um, some of them may have dealt with for a long time. You're also correct. And the symptoms are common, you know, symptoms. There are sadness, tiredness, trouble focusing or concentrating, unhappiness, anger, irritated, frustration, loss of interest and in pleasure or fun activities, sleep issues, too much or too little, no energy, craving unhealthy foods, anxiety. Those are some of the symptoms. I'm pretty sure there's more, but those are some. Absolutely. And that's um, um, listing those signs are very helpful for people because sometimes uh, friends and family don't know what to say or what to look for. And so those are the things that people want to be on the lookout for. I'll also add just any change in behavior, good or bad. And what I mean by that is um, just as an example, maybe you have a friend, they're a bookworm, they're usually, you know, in the house and they're reading books, and that's just who they are, nothing wrong. And then they, they exhibit that they want to go out all the time, or maybe they get a new set of friends, or they're distancing themselves from you. And there could be valid reasons for that. We all have different stages in our life, we change, 
But those are kind, those can be also moments where we want to take the time and go, is something, what's changed? Is it, a, is it something that I maybe should be concerned about? If it isn't, that's fine. But also give those positive changes, what seem to be positive changes, give those things a second look too. The person who's suddenly going to the gym all the time, maybe too much, what um, kind of take that time to ask questions and see if they're okay even though they're making positive changes. Yes, most definitely. You always have to observe Mm -hmm. someone. They can be quiet with this. Some of us don't even know we're being um, depressed. You know, we just something normal. But once we come across or either the doctor let us be aware of that's what's going on, we get quiet. We don't talk to anyone about this problem. Sometimes it's great to talk it out, you know, hiding Absolutely. it. We always hide stuff. And now's the time to come out and talk to a loved one, maybe even a stranger. I don't know, whoever you prefer. But mm-hmm. talking it is great. Maybe get a counselor if you can, you know, get a counselor. She'll hear you or he will hear you out or a good friend. Absolutely. No, um, the smallest thing can make all the difference. It doesn't have to, you don't have to go from zero to a hundred and feel like, okay, I got to go from this to now seeing a therapist. In my case, the purpose of my podcast was because I felt like I could not talk to anybody about it. So I started a podcast and I used that as kind of my um, my personal diary of what I was dealing with every day. For some people, um, seeing a therapist or what they deem as a stranger might be too, um, too much right now, but talking it out with a friend could be the start of it. Um, using online chats. There are chats that you can do online if, you, if you're not comfortable talking. Um, there's all different formats now that work, different things work for different people. So you don't have to feel like because I don't feel comfortable going and sitting with the therapist on the sofa, that that means I'm not going to get any help. There's other ways that you can get help nowadays. And then, you know, it's also hitting our young kids with the depression. It is hitting them. I mean, kids with depression, they may lose interest in activities and schoolwork, seem tired, give up easily, or withdraw from friends and family, just like adults. When kids have depression, it's hard for them to make an effort, even when doing things they used to enjoy. Depression can make kids feel worthless, rejected, or unlovable. That's one reason why it's good to talk to your kids about anything. And now that we're going through this pandemic, like you said, that would be a great time to talk to your kids. They never been around any type of pandemic. I mean, some of us never even been around any pandemic. So it's good to have that group talk or that family meeting. So you can talk to your young kids about this because we don't need them to lose their life, regardless if it's over the COVID-19 or not even the COVID-19, just going through this pandemic because they're being isolated. You know, they can't go outside. They have to be inside. Um, There's no school. You know, all this can react to them reacting very badly with themselves. So we don't need any kids losing their life because they feel that they have to go and commit suicide because of this pandemic that's going on, which we know that the suicide percentage for young kids are high because they're getting Mm -hmm. bullied, whether it's getting bullied on social media, getting bullied at school, maybe even getting bullied in their own home. I don't know, but talk to the kids because they can be depressed also. I mean, they go through some of the same things that we go through, anxiety, depression, feeling tired, etc. Everything we go through, they do too. 
And there's two things I want to um, touch on that because that's that's a great point. The first of which, not only talk with your children, but also monitor their media, the media that they're consuming. We, especially with this coronavirus pandemic, you're literally seeing um, uh, score uh, numbers on the screen of how many people have died, how many people recovered, this constant 24-7 news you have um, also maybe some negative influences um, via social media that can be um, that can put fuel to the fire. So just be mindful of the kind of media that your children are consuming because it can make things worse. Um, unfortunately, everybody does not have a positive attitude about mental health, and some can feed in and say, "Yeah, you should do that," or "Or yeah, that's not worth doing." So be careful about that. And one other thing I want to, to note about that, that that really, really needs to be said, mental health is not, a, it's not just from, um, it's not just a matter of wanting to, to die or being suicidal. It's also an issue of not having the will to live. And I think that's very important because while, while a child may not say that they don't want to live or that life is not worth living, they may be exhibiting behaviors such as um, um, drinking or engaging in drugs and things like that. They may be engaging in behaviors that will lead them to that. So just be mindful of even if the kid seems fine, monitor their behaviors because it can be equally as problematic. Yes, and it will have them uh, easier target to perform mm -hmm. any kind of game related also being game related activities um do drugs alcohol like you said so yes we definitely have to be mindful of our kids and our teenagers I can't tell you how many times um not only my own family but just in general how many times have you seen um, something online or in person and it's that person who's, you know, always acting out or, you know, people saying just, oh, he crazy or, or she, she's just crazy and, you know, always popping off on people and it gets that label of that behavior is crazy when in fact that person could really be dealing with some mental issues that are going unresolved and so now that behavior is just like nonchalantly, oh, they're crazy. They're don't don't mess with them. They're they're they always um, go off on people when that may be a sign of some underlying issues that aren't being addressed. That is correct, exactly. When someone is always angry, I mean, they're never happy at any time. Mm -hmm. It's like wake up on the wrong time and they go off. Um, those are. Anger is one of it. Anger is one of the um, emotions that people can show. It may not show in tears or sadness, but it might show in anger and um, frustration. Exactly, and depression is one of the most common types of mental illness. Mm -hmm. Although it's hard to feel optimistic when you're depressed, there's a lot of support available to help you feel better. Absolutely. Uh, one of the one of the ways that um, you can get some get someone or encourage someone to is by leading by example. Um, it's by um, encouraging a positive uh, re reinforcement. Hey, I saw I saw this on online. Hey, you might or um, what are some things that you're you're listening to or you're reading to? Try to engage them and listen to what they're telling you. That's the one way. If you feel like somebody them making any effort, try to encourage them by leading by example. Hey, I listened to such and such. Um, they were talking about um, how to be more positive and, and listening to your thoughts. You want to check this out? So kind of try to involve them. Just what to do them process and treating depression depression can be treated with therapy or a combination of both therapy and medication exercise can also relieve the symptoms 
That's one thing I like about exercising. It relieves a lot of stress that we take on day in, day out. I don't care if it's just a jog around the yard, you know, anything to get that blood to pumping. Absolutely. Um, all of those things, um, either in combination or alone can be helpful. And it's not a one size fits all. There's going to be somebody who, after getting into a good exercise routine and making some diet changes there, and then there's going to be somebody who are um, exercising. They need um, help from a medication or help from a psychiatrist. It's okay. It just means that we're all unique. Our situations can be different and different um, remedies uh, for, for, for us to get better. Yes. So we definitely need to speak to our doctor or a trusted adult about how we're feeling. Don't be afraid to cry. Especially if you're, you know, feeling down at the time that you're saying this, let it out, cry if you have to. It helps to release emotions and you'll feel probably better. But just like Miss Jen said, don't work for everyone, but this probably will relieve some kind of pressure for someone. Don't be afraid to identify the behaviors that you have recognized about yourself. They are beneficial to you, are beneficial to you. Just put them out there, put them on the table. Like endless scrolling through Instagram maybe before bed and sleeping late can be really helpful. It's hard to force good habits, but it can do wonders for your overall mood. So try to keep going outside, even if you're just going for a short walk. It can really help your mood to lift for some. Find a distraction technique. We all have different ones. It could be jogging, music, art, reading, etc. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, just a, a personal example of mine really really dark place point and to the point where I was sleeping a lot didn't get out of bed very often all I told myself in that at that time was at least if I can walk around my room just for a few minutes a day just to just for the sake of doing something different and moving around that would be helpful and once I got to that point, it was, okay, let me, maybe I should go outside for a few minutes, then I go back in the house. So I, I use that as an example of no situation is too bad that you can't improve upon. So even if you think, um, you know, exercising is, is too much uh, at this point, or changing your diet completely is too much at this point, start small. If it just means I'm just going to drink water in the morning. And, or I'm just going to I'm just going to walk in place or or stand up while I'm texting. That's enough to spark real change. Exactly. And I, I totally hate or should I say dislike that we have to face these type of challenges in our lifetime. But we do. And if we don't face them. Someone else in our family, our neighbor, our friend, our classmate, our teachers, our doctors, our nurses, our emergency people are out there facing the same thing, depression. So we have the authority to talk to that loved one, that counselor, are that person that you trust with this valuable information. Please talk to someone. Don't take it all up on yourself because when you bottle it in, leave it in, it's like it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like a swollen hand. So you have to do something to make it calm down as far as talk to someone. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And um, whether it's um, someone in person, someone that you know personally, in my case, um, for a long time, I didn't I didn't feel comfortable speaking with anybody that I knew personally. So I reached out to people online and you have to you have to meet yourself where you are, where you are in that moment and do what makes makes sense for you in that moment. But just know that there are resources and you're not the only one who hasn't been able to get out of bed, who hasn't slept well, who, um, you know, is, is going through some issues. Just know that there are other people dealing with this and and there is a bet. There is another side to this where it gets better. Just like if you like um, tea. I know I've seen some people, they like to drink tea, like lavender tea, lemon balm tea, chamomile tea, and green tea. Most of the time, it's always green tea because green tea is a trusted source of individuals that drink this during the symptoms of depression. With the more frequent consumption of green tea, um, it helps with the serotonin. Yes, our serotonin. If our serotonin is, I believe, low, then that can cause us to have depression because everything in our system, our body, has to be at a certain level. And if it's not, we need more of it. So the medication that they describe, prescribe, excuse me, to you, it has the things that we're missing in it to help us get to that level so we can feel more happier. Because if that serotonin level is low, that can cause us to go into the depression mode. And you um, you make a great point as far as tea and an overall diet. It is amazing. I'm speaking from personal experience. It is amazing what difference it makes to just make small changes um, to your diet. In my case, it was drinking more water, um, less caffeine. I noticed that I wasn't as antsy or um, didn't have those highs and, and really lows because I wasn't souped up on sugar or um, or just eating consistently. Uh, I would before when I was, you know, really depressed, I would go long periods without eating. Now I eat several times a day, smaller portions. So don't underestimate how much your diet can impact your mood and small changes can make a big difference. Yes, most definitely. You want to keep everything the way it needs to be. And sometimes we can't always do that. Sometimes we need the vitamins mm -hmm. to help. They also have, um, I think it's like nervous pills. I'm not exact, but yes, they have different vitamins are supplements out there to help with things that we're missing. Absolutely. Because as, as I said before, your body is a system and it runs all together. Whatever's missing, your body will let you know that it's missing. Even if it's through some blood work, your blood work would automatically come back and show that you're missing Vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin K. Those are the things that we need to keep our nervous system together. Because if that nervous system is not together, it can relate to your nervous system and your brain um, transmitting signs that cause a variety of different processes and your muscles at that. And we need to keep the brain healthy. Absolutely. And I want to also mention that we all play a part in the well-being of those we know and love. And one of the things that we can do to make sure that um, those who are suffering continue to improve 
is we can foster more positive environments. If you know that someone's having a rough time, unfortunately, just telling them to cheer up is not the solution or telling them, Mm -hmm. um, well, just don't think about that anymore. Um, So many, sometimes we want to be so helpful that we're not helpful. Um, The best thing to do in those, in those instances, when you see someone's trying you know, and they're, they're just starting out and maybe they haven't been exercising or maybe they haven't had a great diet. The best thing to do is provide them with positive affirmation, positive affirmation. Okay, maybe they haven't changed their diet altogether, but you see they started drinking water. Encourage and celebrate that part. Celebrate the things that they are doing right. And you'll see that they'll continue to go on that positive path. But simply just telling them you need to do this, you need to do that, that can sometimes make it worse because they're already struggling just to get through the day and to get all of these, you must do this and you must do that from people they know and love. It can be sometimes too much. So just just try to encourage what they're already doing and that will help them build on their own to the next step. And then it's like one thing can lead to another, depending on what it is. So if you're having like mood swings, it can be a bipolar disorder, which is a serious mental illness characterized by extreme mood swings. It's very common. More than 3 million cases per year has been observed in the U.S. Treatment and medical professional help is advised. It doesn't require lab testing or imaging. It can last several years or be a lifelong thing. The common ages for it is 18 to 35, or it can be family history may increase the likelihood of it. So we have to look back into our family. We have to know our roots, who had whatever type of medical issue that it was, because a lot of medical issues can cause a lot of things that we go through today. And also, just like in my. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. And along those same lines, a lot of times those things get swept under the rug or they get miscategorized. If you can look back into your lineage and, oh, yeah, you remember such and such, they drank all the time. And or, oh, you remember such and such, they, they were fighting, they were, you know, uh, always had issues. And so sometimes that information is kind of disguised as something else. Why did that person drink themselves to, to the point where they were sick? Why did that person um, leave the family and, and go and, and leave everybody behind? So, so kind of look, look even deeper than the medical, but the behavior as well. And you might find, find your answer too. That is correct. Because there's so many things that can be swept under the rug, as you said. And a lot of things, you just have to observe yourself. Mm -hmm. Look at the different activities that's going on. And especially if you knew last month that was not going on. So something is wrong because something is totally different for this month. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have, um, you know, even, even in regards to the coronavirus pandemic, you're seeing now that um, as Black people, we're being predominantly impacted by it, the number of deaths. Deaths. You can't tell me that doesn't impact someone's mental well-being to know that they're at a higher risk. You can't tell me, I, I've just seen an article recently, how people are fearful to wear a mask in public. Is that going to be the next issue where somebody's wearing a mask and somebody's threatened because they're wearing a mask, you know? Um, so this is more than ever, do we need this message to go out that if you are, um, experiencing stress that is becoming overwhelming thoughts that are becoming overwhelming to you, that is making it hard for you to get through your daily routines, 
you have to get help more more than ever because we we are under very very trying times right now you're so correct and then now you know when everything gets back to working and what it was because I don't think it's going to be all the way back Mm -hmm. where it was before but now we're not going to be handshaking anyone I'm I don't want to shake your hand Mm -hmm. you know I just want to give you a head nod. I don't even want to elbow bump you. Mm-hmm. I just want to know. And I still possibly want to be six feet away from you because I don't know. Because they were saying that this been lingering around the world. That's the thing. It's nothing new that just came out. It been here. It just wasn't so many people that had it just yet. Mm-hmm. So that makes you kind of scared, like, you know, should I go walk to my mailbox just to get my mail? Mm-hmm. Or should I go to the grocery store to get groceries? You don't know what to do. Because everybody that makes these groceries or package these groceries was a human being. It wasn't possibly a machine that did it. It was a human being that was over this. So you could imagine someone who's dealing with anxiety, um, this is making it tenfold, even a hundredfold. Um, someone who was already worried about the, the what could happen, what might happen, what, what, what if this happens? And on top of it, to have this is enough to put anyone in a really, really dangerous situation. So that's why it's really important that we we hone in on what's going on, not only in our household, but our extended families, um, any friends or family um, th- that um, that we're close to. Just enough to say, "Hey, how's it going today? How how you feeling?" That's enough to get the conversation going because right now, more than ever, people are are really really going through some hard times. And just to name a few. 10 foods to eat to fight off depression will be, as we said, green tea. You can drink that mm-hmm. as a tea consumption and have amino acid antioxidants. Then we have almonds. They're great because it has a lot of magnesium and minerals for energy production in it. Also, there is salmon. Salmon is a cold water fish that has omega-3 and fatty acids in it. And it's good for the brain tissue. Something that we was talking about earlier. Dark chocolate. It may increase your serotonin levels in your body. It has carbohydrates. And Eggs, as we know, most of us like eggs, most of us don't, but eggs carries zinc, vitamin D, and it's good for mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Carry a lot of more things too, vitamins. Um, it helps with blood cells and maintain a healthy nervous system. And it's rich in vitamin B12. That's the biotin vitamins. Mm-hmm. Bananas. Bananas contain a high amount of triwatin. That's something that helps raises the body serotonin level also. Has B6, B1, B2, B3, niacin, folate. Avocados. I don't know how many of you all like avocados. Avocados on your tacos or just eating avocados as a side dish. Guacamole is also great. High levels of omega-3 are in avocado. It's good for your mental health and brain function. And it also aids in transport serotonin to your neurotransmitter that promotes the feelings of well-being and happiness. Potassium, 
and it also helps with mood swings and depression. Blueberries. Blueberries has a lot of antioxidants in it. It helps with stress disorder, which is PTSD, which a lot of people, especially those that went to war, they come back and they're suffering from the post-traumatic stress disorder. So it's good to eat blueberries. Helps with mood boosting nutrients and has to be complex. Spinach. Spinach is a great one. It's fighting depression. It has a lot of folic acid, magnesium, zinc, which is important for our brain health and fighting depression symptoms. That's also a good one. And fatigue. And the last one, asparagus. Asparagus is those long green veggies. They're very beneficial for people suffering with depression. They have folic acid in them to link and help us with depression, dimensional, including Alzheimer's disease. A lot of people do suffer from Alzheimer's disease. And it also contains the B vitamin. And it has many more nutrients to it. And it also conserve signal to brain serotonin. So anything including serotonin in it, it's a great fruit or food or tea to drink to help out. And it makes a big difference. Back to you. It makes a big difference. Um, it's amazing how everything ties together. Uh, eating a balanced diet changes a lot of what's going on in your brain and how you process information. And it also changes um, on the outside as well. If you feel good on the inside, you feel good on the outside as well. And so you see all of these systems working together. And so if you can start start your day or, or throughout the day eating in a way that is beneficial to your mind, body, and soul, it can make all the difference in the kind of thoughts that you're having. When you're eating good or when you have a balanced diet, it's really hard to be in a negative mood. But I guarantee you when you are not eating well, when you are low energy, it's very easy to think very negative thoughts. So it's, it's very, that's great that you have that list to talk about how it all plays together. Don't underestimate how just making a good meal or eating um, good food can make in your overall well-being. Yes, as we used to call it, the happy <laughs> food. You know, you eat something that you love and make you smile like dark chocolate. I love me some chocolate. So I don't know if anyone else is a chocolate lover, but chocolate, that is my key. I love it. I smile in a minute over some dark chocolate. Absolutely. I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm the same way. So just seeing, I think what's great about this as well, because when you're in the, that dark place, it can not feel this, but you can sometimes feel like, what I can't, there's nothing I could do. And, you know, this is all happening to me. It's great knowing that there are things that you can do. I, it sometimes doesn't feel that way, though. But there are things that you can do to take that step out of it. There is a way out. Um, I don't care how dark that tunnel is or how far down the well you think you are. There's always a way out. And sometimes some people have the luxury of getting pulled out, having a nice silver rope to, to climb on or whatever. Some of us have to climb out and it may take longer. But understanding that if you include eating better, um, if you include keeping a better circle around you, and if you include the, the, the help of a medical professional, if need be, you'll get out of it faster. You'll get out of it faster. Sometimes we run a trap of thinking, I got to do this on my own. I got to figure this out on my own. And you don't. You don't. You can get out of that dark place a lot faster if you, um, if you reach out for help and you let others help you. Yes. And just like you said, with the anxiety it's not always related to an underlying condition. 
It may be caused by stress that can result from work, school, personal relationships, emotional trauma, financial concerns, stress caused by a chronic or serious medical condition, a major event or performance, side effects of certain medications, alcohol consumption, drugs such as cocaine, or lack of energy. So all this can lead up to that anxiety. Um, I don't know if you've heard this before, but I, I think it sums up depression and anxiety so well that depression is often when we um, spend too much time thinking of the past and anxiety is when we spend too much time thinking of the future. And when you can hone in on what's going on right now in your life, whether it be this moment, this second, it can make all the difference. But when you go to those two extremes and you're thinking about what could have been, what should have been, or if you're thinking about what's going to happen, that's where it becomes rough. You can think about it sometimes. It's great to learn from your, your past and plan for your future. But when it becomes all that you do and you're not in the now and you can't focus on what's going on now, there's a concern there. And that's that's a sign that you need to to maybe get help or reach out to somebody. Yes, definitely. If you're seeing yourself smoke a pack of cigarettes mm-hmm. or two packs of cigarettes a day, because a lot of people lean on cigarettes when they're going through anxiety. Anytime you can appear and finish three boxes of cigarettes in one 24-hour period, you need to talk to someone, talk to your doctor, get some help. Because I don't want to see you smoke your life mm-hmm. away. Smoking more, drinking more, any um, increase in, in those kind of behaviors is a sign that, you know, you're trying to cope. You're trying to, quote unquote, self-medicate, but something's not working. And um, even even in reference to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, we found, whether it's in Chicago or whether it's in Italy, they found that you know, those kind of behaviors make you more prone to other sicknesses. So it's all tied together. Um, I can speak for, for myself personally, even, even with this being quote unquote mental health, it has physical manifestations. You, if you become uh, too depressed or too anxious, you're going to see changes in your body, whether it be weight loss, weight gain, whether it be um, muscle spasms, muscle soreness, headaches, um, just restlessness and aches and pains that you never thought you had. So if, if, if left untreated, it's not just like, oh, I'm just going to be thinking depressed and, and having anxiety. It's going to manifest in other ways too, if, if it goes untreated. So that's why we got to be careful with it. Yes. And people will also see other things, as you said, run right mm-hmm. with it fear major depressive disorder we already said depression anxiety disorder all those will run right with one another so if you're having that you can look forward to panic attacks and things of that kind because one medical or one disorder could alert another disorder. Mm-hmm. So now you have multiple disorders all in one body. Absolutely. So the best thing is to get some help, talk to someone, shine some light on whatever it is that you're going through so you won't just say incorporate another disorder to deal with. And that's what will happen. It will it will continue to get worse if if untreated. I think the lie that I told myself um, when it when it really started to to start happening was that I oh I could handle this, and it kept getting worse. Now oh, I can handle this. I can handle this. One one um, example I'll give you one one idea that I'll give you. Think about uh, a kitchen sink, and every time you use a dish, you know a bowl, a plate, you put it in that sink. Now, that's not a big deal. You go and wash the bowl, you're done. But imagine if you don't wash that bowl and wash that, that, that sink's going to get full pretty. 
and then the sink gets full, so now you got to start putting dishes on the side of the counter. Some are on the floor. And at some point, you're going to have so many dishes that you're not going to be able to clean them all all by yourself. And unfortunately, with anxiety, we sit there, that room of dirty dishes, and, and we can't figure it out on our own. To be able to say, I have too many dirty dishes. Can someone help me? Can someone help me? Um, for those that are in the house with us, friends and family, we all see those signs. When you see too many dishes um, getting piled up, say to them, you need help getting uh, washing some of the dishes? Oh, no, I'm good. Well, okay, I'll just wash a dish or two. And so to give that idea of what's the difference when you talk about somebody just being sad versus somebody really having an issue, when those dishes start piling up and, you saying, and you're saying in your head, I don't think they could clean all those by themselves. I don't think, you know, them being in the house for, for days on end and not talking to someone is, is normal for them. Anything that's out of the ordinary, it doesn't hurt to go, hey, is some, something wrong? Can I, can I help you out with that? Yes. And then a lot of people don't know when to see mm-hmm. a doctor. Now... If you're experiencing any of these, see your doctor if you feel like you're worrying too much and it's interfering with your work, relationships, or other parts of your life. Your fear, worry, or anxiety is upsetting to you and difficult to control. You feel depressed, have trouble with alcohol or drug use or have other mental health concerns along with anxiety. You think your anxiety could be linked to a physical health problem. You have suicidal thoughts or behaviors. If this is the case, seek emergency treatment immediately. Especially especially if your heart starts tightening up on you because that anxiety, panic attacks, can mess with your chest and can have a tight hold. I don't want to see you have a heart attack because you're going into these panic attacks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime it's impacting your day-to-day, if you're missing out on important milestones, if you you typically go out with friends and now you don't want to go out, if you um, find it too much of a chore just to do basic things around the house and it's getting, it's piling up, those are signs that, okay, I need to go get help before this gets worse. Those are all signs. Don't ignore them. There's nothing that's too, there's no mountain too high that can't be addressed. There's nothing that you're going through that someone else hasn't dealt with or it's not, or something else that, um, can be fixed. Everything, everything, there's a way out. And I didn't even know that sometimes anxiety can be a side effect of certain medications. It's possible that your anxiety may be due to an underlying medical condition. If you don't have any blood relatives, such as a parent or sibling with an anxiety disorder, you didn't have an anxiety disorder as a child. You don't avoid certain things or situations because of anxiety. You have a sudden occurrence of anxiety that seems unrelated to life events, and you don't have a previous history of anxiety. Absolutely. Um, and so keeping that open dialogue, it, it's the Doctors will typically say this, but it bears repeating. If you if you are experiencing any um, side effects, to notify them. The reason they tell you that is because it can be an um, it can be signs of a greater issue. So p- please take heed to those warnings that your doctor gives you when placing you on a medication. If you're having thoughts of suicide, if you're having thoughts of um, harming yourself or the excessive worrying, 
if that's not normal for you, number one, that's that's a sign right there. But for anybody, if those things are happening, let your doctor know, keep them informed, um, because that's something that they can help with. And you know, another thing is, we overlook this all the time because we think it's just something normal. Headaches. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was at the point where I was taking um, Tylenols almost daily um, at, at the, at, during my darkest time. I would have the worst headaches to the point where I would cry, which ultimately made it worse. I would have the worst headaches. And, you know, someone might say, oh, is it, maybe it's, you know, high blood pressure or maybe it's something. That, and it ultimately was my brain just saying enough. I'm tired. You know, I'm literally running nonstop in my mind of all these bad thoughts and all of this. You can be sitting still and yet your mind can be exhausted when you are dealing with depression, anxiety, that it causes, that's its way of saying enough. And it causes your head to hurt. Just like when you over, when you run and your legs hurt because you're running too much, that same thing can happen to your brain where it's literally overloaded and you have thought your way to a headache. So absolutely um it can cause those headaches and there and you might think it's something else you might and it's just all of those negative thoughts and that worrying manifesting into a headache yes and some of you all that likes to read it's a great book that i have read once before because i went through the depression and anxiety before it's called Rewire Your Mind, Stop Overthinking, Reduce Anxiety, and Worrying. Control Your Thoughts to Make Better Decisions. And it's by Stephen Skoster. Last name spelled S-C-H-U-S-T-E-R. Stephen Skoster. It's called Rewire Your Mind. That is an awesome book. That is that is that is a great choice. I would also add. Um, currently, I'm I'm in cognitive therapy, and we're reading a book called When Panic Attacks by David Burns. Um, and it's a great choice for some some of you who may be a little bit apprehensive about medication. Sometimes that people can be fearful of that, and so it's a um, it's a great book yeah. for those of you who maybe want to learn of ways to make dramatic changes um, to your depression, anxiety without the use of medication. It gives you some um, exercises to do and um, things to uh, a lot of um, exercises of examining your thought processes that for those of you that like that process, I think it would be a great choice as well. And, you know, another thing is a lot of people in general don't want to just call 911, you know, because they're not dying. Um, but you can call the National Allowance of Mental Illness, short for NAMI, at 1-800-950-6222. Again, that number is 1-800-950-6264. That's someone that you can speak to ASAP. They will listen to you. So you don't have to call 911 if no one's dying at the time. Now, if your heart is tight or you feel tightness of the heart, shortness of breath, then yes, you definitely need to call 911 then. Just saying that for non-emergencies, you can always dial that number and talk to them. And they also deals with depression also. So that same number for depression or anxiety, you can call them. And they do have a website. It's www. N A M I 
org O-R-G. And YouTube is a very great video site because there are multiple people that do videos there that suffer from anxiety and depression. So yes, YouTube is a great site. They have people that suffer from anxiety and depression and multiple medical conditions. They have videos there for you. They also have some doctors on there that talk about a lot of medical conditions also. So that'd be another great um, site to visit if you would mm -hmm. like. All free resources. And I think that's a, that's a very important too, especially this time you have people who have lost their jobs, who, you know, um, maybe don't, don't feel like they have the money to get the help that they need. These are all free resources via phone, um, online that you can access any time of day. And I'm speaking from experience. I was one of those people. I, I'm like, I, I can't afford to get help. I can't afford to do this. And now knowing that there are numbers that I can call and there are people online that are always ready to help. Um, that was, I, it was life-saving. It was literally life-saving. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, it feels like the walls are closing in on you or that you're in a dark room when there's a lot of light. You know, sometimes we don't just talk out our problems because we feel embarrassed. I felt embarrassed. So speaking from my own, I, I felt very embarrassed because I was always the breadwinner, always running to do things, be the first one to complete it, you know, um, hurry up and clean up all by myself without asking for any help. You know, I was just say superwoman. <laughs> Sometimes you have to let down any type of guards that you have up high and ask for that help. You can't do it all by yourself. Don't even and put it, pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. And it builds bigger, it builds stronger bonds with friends and family as well. Um, you would not believe, even if you can't put the words together to say I'm depressed or I'm dealing with anxiety or whatever, but by reaching out to them, you're un unknowingly, you're building stronger bonds. They get to know you better. They get to understand you better. I don't, you know, we all might have that friend or family member who, you know, they're the life of the party or they're, they seem always happy. But when we're vulnerable, that shows strength. When we're, when we're able to say, you know what, this is, I got a lot going on. I need, I need some help over here. That shows a level of strength that, not, you know, just being a leader is, is not always the, the best thing. The best example you can make to your loved ones, to your children, to those you love is showing vulnerability sometimes. And you know what? It hits females, I will say, a little different. I don't know if it mm -hmm. hit them harder, but it hit them different because I don't have a male to speak on that side. But as far as females, it hit us a little different because we started having premenstrual syndromes, which is PMS, um, the menopause early, um, it might mess with our menstrual cycles. And also mm -hmm. kind of along with what you said, as far as being the breadwinner, um, uh, um, as females, we can sometimes feel like we have to take things on. So we, you know, that, that, um, that old Erica Badu song, bag lady, we always feel like we got to carry all this baggage. And on the flip side, Males can sometimes feel like they can't speak about their emotions or they have to hold it in. So it's although it's handled in two different ways, the results, unfortunately, are the same where you have both are suffering in their own way. Men are, are saying, I can't express myself. I can't look weak. I can't, you know, look that way. And women are saying, I got a lot going on, but I can't tell anybody. I have to keep it all together. 
And so they're both both are dealing with it, but in different ways. Or as they say, oh, I can't let them see me cry. Mm-hmm. Sometimes crying release a whole lot. I, I didn't even know. I, I would just not cry, you know, not mm-hmm. right there. But when I got in that shower and I started boo-hooing, I felt a lot better once I came out the shower. A lot better. And I've said this to, um, there's a friend of mine. Um, she is she is a wife. She is an employee. She is a mother. She wears a lot of hats. And I've said this, I've said this to her. I've said, when do you have time to be there for you? You go to work, you're, you have the employee hat. You come home, you have the wife, you have the mother hat. Some people have the business owner hat. Some people have um, other hats. If you have to have time to put your own hat on and have your your time, self, whether self-care, me time, whatever you want to call it, there has to be that time designated because that's how the stress and anxiety starts. It starts without when you stop making time for yourself. And that starts to go put get put on the back burner. Oh, I don't need a break. Oh, I'll work through lunch. Or I oh I'm always at every social event. I'm always at every birthday party. I'm always there for other people. And you lose yourself and yourself comes back and goes headache. It goes muscle spasm. It goes anxiety. It's your body saying, hey, pay attention to me. You're, you're paying attention to everybody else. Pay attention to me. And if you don't, I'm going to act out. That's what your body's saying back to you. Yes, exactly. So if you're a woman, just to say, living with mental health conditions, Women with mental health condition faces a unique challenge. A mental health condition can make hormone changes during your menstrual cycle in pregnancy worse. So mm-hmm. mental health conditions can make it harder to get pregnant. Living with a mental health condition also means knowing how to care for all aspects of your life. This includes knowing how you are protected under law at your job. Mm-hmm. Learn ways to live well with and treat a mental health condition to lead a full life. And they also have a number for the females that need help with depression. The number is 1-800-994-9662. Again, that number is 1-800-994-9662. That's just in case you have a non-emergency problem and need someone to talk to. And the website is www.womens, with the S, help. Gov. Again, www.womens with the S at the end, health.gov. G-O-V. Anything else, Miss Jen, you would like to add before we end our segment? I just want to thank you for having me. And I want to say to anybody that's out there suffering, please get help. It's okay to get help and that you're not alone. You're not the only one I'm dealing with it and that you can, it can get better. It can absolutely get better. Well, thank you so much, Miss Jen, for being a guest on this podcast channel to talk about anxiety and depression. Um, If there is someone that needs to reach out and touch, maybe talk to you as an individual. Would you be willing to talk with them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would I would encourage it even. Um, they're welcome to uh, reach out to me via email at Jen J Hayden. That's J E N J H A Y D E N at gmail.com. Or they're welcome to leave a message on my podcast, the Dark Passenger Podcast, right here on Anchor and Spotify. I'm happy happy to help. 
Great. Thank you so much, Miss Jen. Again. Oh, you're so welcome. And you're welcome to come back to this podcast channel to talk about anything new or we can do it as an episode. We can have another talk about anxiety and depression if you would like. Absolutely. I would definitely like to do that and we can uh, maybe expand from, from this conversation as well. Great. Thank you. And this podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave, the number two, Natural Hair. And if you would like to be a guest on this podcast channel, simply send an email to From Wig Weave, the number two, Natural at gmail.com. And Miss Jen, say your anchor account again and the ways they can contact you. Yeah, my Anchor account is, um, if you search for the word therapy, anchor.fm slash therapy. And the name of my podcast is The Dark Passenger Podcast, D-A-R-K-P-A-S-S-E-N-G-E-R, Dark Passenger Podcast. And I can be reached via email as well, jenjhayden at gmail.com, J-E-N-J-H-A-Y-D-E-N at gmail.com. Thank you. And I do have a quote of the day. And it's dealing with depression and anxiety. Depression is such a cruel punishment. There are no fevers, no rashes, no blood tests to send people scrolling and concern. Just the slow erosion of self as incidences, as cancer, and like cancer, it is essentially a solitary experience, a room that we don't want to be in. So let's get out of that room and talk to an individual, someone we trust, a doctor, a counselor, a teacher, your mother, your father, your aunt, your uncle, even your grandma, maybe even a stranger. Talk to someone that you trust. And this is by Eleanor Roosevelt. Until then, subscribe to this podcast channel. And once a segment drop, it will be available for your ears. And please share the information you gained today from this podcast channel with another individual. Sharing is caring. Don't forget. Until then, thank you for listening. Bye.